my advice is always like just go and check it out for yourself like if you really want to go to a place don't let yourself be like imposed by like other people's fears and just go and like see it for yourself so yeah there's a lot of countries where people think no it's super unsafe something's gonna happen but like i know people that have been to many like quote-unquote unsafe places and they have been entirely fine and they love it hey folks welcome to our show african nomad podcast this is a monthly show committed in helping you rethink and redefine your idea of traveling and having adventure in your life, expanding your view, desire, interest, and pushing yourself to go out of your comfort zone. It's your boy Abdul, your host for the show. Welcome on board and let's get ready to take off. Hello and welcome to African Nomad Podcast. Today, we're having on our amazing podcast, a traveler and an adventurer, a very good person. Her name is Mariana Pereira. She's an adventurer, spirit, nature lover, and hiking enthusiast. She loves traveling, meeting people, trying new food, learning about different cultures and ways of living. New experience move us all. One big fact. Mariana quit her job at the market research startup in May 2019 and decided to go explore the world and try to figure out her passion. Nine months later, uh, the pandemic stopped her in Colombia, her home country, and she decided to dedicate this time to learn new skills, work on herself, and start sharing her experience with others. For this reason, she co-created the podcast Yareras y Aventureras, if I'm saying it right, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Which tells stories of women traveling solo. This podcast is currently in Spanish only. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe very soon she's going to be turning into English, but let's see. <laughs> yeah. Mariana also enjoys working on multiple uh, projects at once, and she's always learning something new. Lately, she's been interested in two topics related to personal development, social entrepreneurship, and digital marketing. So my beautiful Nomad, please welcome on this sixth episode of African Nomad Podcast, Mariana Pereira. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for hey. having me. How you doing? I'm great. Traveling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it's kind of a great pleasure to have you on our show, thinking that you already do something, of course, with your mom, but still interesting that you're sharing your experience with other people to kind of bring an impact to their lives and something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the point of like of just starting the podcast. We thought like, especially like women, like the age of my mom, which is like around 50 Uh something, they usually say like, oh, I would love to travel alone like you do, but I'm afraid or I don't know, like my husband doesn't let me or like things like that. So we just started saying like, okay, let's just talk about it and like why people don't do it. And they just like start a conversation around it. Uh, And it developed into like us sharing like the solo travel experience that we've both had. And it's been really fun. It's just like this, like conversation, like we're sitting in the couch, like in the living room in our house and just like sharing a conversation about like traveling and like sharing our experiences. That's amazing, actually. But let's start with the genesis, how everything started. Because I know even in our conversation prior to the podcast, you were just saying starting traveling. Of course, it's a kind of trend in your country, but started traveling after high school and everything. But how did everything start who is our guest today, Mariana Pereira? Can you just tell mm. us more? I think like it's it comes from my parents, especially my mom. She's always been really into travel. 
And like growing up, I think, I, I don't know, I took the first plane when I was a baby. I was born in the States. My parents were studying there, but they were both Colombian. And so after they finished their studies, they came back to Colombia. My mom always wanted to live abroad. If it was for her, she would have stayed in the States. But my dad had a scholarship, so he, they had to come back. And then she always wanted to like go abroad. Like uh, At the beginning, like we traveled as a family, but sometimes I was in school, my dad was working, so she would like go by herself. So there was this time where she wanted to see the cherry blossom in, in Japan, <laughs> and she couldn't <laughs> wow. find anyone to go with her. So she flew like around the world, and she went by herself to see the cherry blossom in Japan. So I think like my traveling inspiration comes from her. Even though I'm an only child, I'm very, I've always been like super independent. And I like, I don't know, just like going by myself and traveling. I don't mind like going to restaurants by myself or like, yeah, just going to hostels and everything. But yeah, I would say it really started at the end of high school. I went to do like a English like summer camp kind of um, in Boston. And I met people from all around the world and I was there for a month and I really liked it. So yeah, since I graduated high school, I've always, I don't know, like all the money that I get, <laughs> I spend on traveling. I think that's the best way to spend it. So yeah, I'm not into luxury or cars or clothes or anything. I just, <laughs> I would rather travel. Interesting. I would just want to come back on that big point I just mentioned in your bio about you quitting your job and then starting a new experience, um, going outside this world and seeing new things and embracing this beautiful taste of adventure and traveling and everything. But what came into your mind that made you just start leaving everything behind and moving to a new experience? So by the time I did that, I had been living in the States for two years. So after I finished high school, I went to, to Cornell, which is a university. I was doing like a summer program. I ended up staying longer and then I got a job in Boston and I was there for like a year and a half. And uh, at the beginning, I thought like, I mean, I had never been like immersed in the American culture. I had been in the States like several times before, but I was always like with foreigners. So I thought I knew the States, but I actually didn't. And when I started my job, like I didn't like it. And I thought, okay, it's just a cultural shock. Just give it some time. It's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a year like that. And I was like, not happy. Like my job was fine. Like I had a lot of perks. I could work from home whenever I wanted. I could even travel and work from wherever it was. But like, I was not satisfied by my job. And I guess by that point, I don't know, I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what. And I remember a friend of mine, we have been friends since we were four, and she was doing her master's in Madrid, in Spain. And uh, she was going to like spend holidays by herself. So I was like, oh, I'm in Boston. I can fly and I can meet you there and we can do a trip. So another friend of ours came and we did like a road trip in Italy. And I remember like this moment where we were in a small town. I can't even like remember the name right now. But then she like we were just sitting there in this like sunset eating ice cream. And then she just asked both of us, like, are you happy with your lives right now? <laughs> My friend was like, he's Colombian as well. And he was living in Berlin. He works as a developer and he was like very unhappy with his work and he was going to quit. And like, he was super anxious about it. And he was like, no, I don't, I'm not happy. I guess when I quit, I will be. And I was like, I'm, I mean, I'm not sad. I mean, like, I don't hate my job, but it's not like, it's like, I don't love it. Like, it's fine. Like, I get good money. Like, I can travel. I got a lot of flexibility. Yeah, but, yeah like, that's the point. Exactly. But like, on the day to day, like, I don't love it. And like, I just close my computer and I feel like what I'm doing is not like actually benefiting anyone. And I don't know. It was kind of like, I didn't felt like I was doing something good or yeah, I just I, I just didn't want to do that anymore. So I started <laughs> thinking of the idea of like doing the Camino de Santiago, which is this walk 
that people do on the north of Spain. The idea is that you basically walk for several days in a row until you reach wow. like um, Santiago de Compostela, which is like northwest of Spain. And like a lot of people, I mean, it started as like a religious thing. People were doing it as, as a pilgrimage, but now people do it like for several reasons. So I've heard of many people doing it to having a, like a time to with yourself and think about life and just like, I don't know, major life decisions, blah, blah, blah. So I thought like, okay, I just do that and like then figure out what I want because like I wanted to quit, but I was like, I don't know what I'm going to, I mean, what I want to do. So like, it's really risky just to quit your job and then like, I don't know, try yeah. to figure out what you want to do. <laughs> so, so yeah, I thought about it for a while and then I just decided like, okay, I'll just do it see what happens. And I've been pretty lucky because my parents have always been really supportive and they were like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, I mean, we support you. Like, if you want to do this, like, go ahead. But like, if we were you, we won't, we wouldn't do it. But like, I know, we know you live like in a different <laughs> generation. Things are changing. So <laughs> if you want to do it, go ahead and we'll be, I mean, we'll support you with whatever you need. So that was great. Wow. It's, it's just crazy. I'm sure you took a lot of time to think about it and then took a decision to start moving on because just having a picture of this beautiful work and everything just set in it. Imagine, I'm sure there are some people around who will be like, what? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> are you exactly. doing that, right? How crazy it goes in your mind, right? Yeah. And it was like, quote unquote, the perfect job. It's like, I don't know, I hear this like interviews of people that, I don't know, work all these years and then they become CEOs and they're mm -hmm. like, when they get to that point, they're like, is this how I'm supposed to feel right now? <laughs> I kind of feel that way, like, I don't know, like, this is not like what I want. And yeah, I mean, like Boston is a great city. It's full of like students coming from like every country. It's super safe compared to Colombia. Like there's a lot of like, I mean, it's a really nice city, but like, I don't know, I didn't like Uh, living in the states either so it was like several factors like job being the main one but then also like i didn't like living in the states so i wanted to change and i didn't know how so i thought okay let's just do the camino then i found mind valley but they sent the same time uh, and i started listening to all these podcasts and i read the book like the code of the extraordinary mind i think i got inspired to just like follow your heart and like do <laughs> what you're called to like for me i didn't know what it was but i was like okay this um, seems like the right thing right now. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was like the best decision ever. I would be like really miserable if I was still there, just like, yeah, getting a paycheck every month, <laughs> but still living, living and working there. Wow. Amazing. And then after quitting your job and then doing, as you said, the Camino and then reading those books and stuff like that, it's just triggered in you this, this will to, to see the world and to taste this world and, uh, have the maximum of experience you can have in this world. So can you take us through this journey of starting this as a solo traveler, as a person, as a woman going out there, this world and then traveling? Yeah, sure. So, so yeah, I mean, I remember at the beginning, first of all, like when I told my boss I was going to quit, I had to give like a two week notice, told him. He was like, I mean, I, I saw it coming <laughs> and everyone in the office was like, oh, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to change jobs? And when I told them, no, I'm just going to go traveling. Everyone was like, I'm so jealous. I, w I wish I could do that. And I was like, you can't do that. Like I, th I found so many people like limited by the belief that they couldn't do it. 
everyone was like, I wish I could, but like they found reasons not to. That was the first thing. Like everyone, like I would go to the bank, like, hey, I want to close this account because I'm going traveling. And people were like, what? I want to do that. That's <laughs> so cool. So, so yeah, first of all, like I found, I would guess like, I don't know if limiting beliefs is the right word, but like just, yeah, people putting a lot of barriers on themselves to do like what they think they want. Then like with my friends, I started telling them, okay, I'm going to do the Camino. I'm going to be walking for two weeks. Uh, I don't know anyone. It's going to be my birthday during those days. And I'm just going to be by myself, no social media, nothing. And they were like, what? You're crazy. Why are you doing that? What are you going to do with so much time? Like, what are you going to do with your own thoughts for like so long? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I want to do this. And the Camino, I feel, is like a really special like experience. There's this saying, I think uh, I wrote um, a blog post for African Nomad uh, like blog. And um, yeah. one of my favorite quotes. Which actually, which actually got a very good, good impression for a lot of our audience and our nomads. They really liked it so far. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. It's a great experience. Like I would recommend that not to everyone because I feel like some people feel that they need to do it just because everyone's doing it. Uh, so if someone is thinking about it just because it's trendy, I would say don't do it. But if you really like want an experience, I, I don't know, like get out of your comfort zone, meet new people or just like do something different, that's a great thing. And like one of the quotes of the Camino is like, the Camino gives you what you want, what you need, not what you want. So by that sure. time, I thought like what I needed was just to have time by myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be walking for a couple of weeks. I know no one. So I'm just going to be like with my own thoughts. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do next. I'm going to figure out what I really want. And of course, I was too naive to think that I could like... <laughs> do that in two weeks and actually like from the first day i started me meeting really nice people they were helpful um they became like my camino family and by the end of the trip i realized that what i needed at that time was just like like a family like or people like friends to be around because i had been really lonely when i was in boston even though like i was trying to do things and like i don't know do different activities and everything i didn't have like a really good group of friends and i was like lacking that and my family was far and everything so yes i later realized that's what i needed at that time and yeah it was it was great just like walking and <laughs> getting out of your comfort zone and yeah the camino overall is is great and then like I never had a plan. Like, I'm, I mean, I like planning, but at that point I was like, I'm just gonna, I don't know, like trust that things are gonna, I don't know, like that I'm gonna meet people and like things are gonna get figured out along the way. So I got like a one-way ticket to, to Portugal because I did the Portuguese Camino. And then like, I just bought like one-way tickets along the way. And I remember like by that time, like after the Camino, I went to Croatia for Mind Valley University. That's where I met Paul. And I remember when I got there, people were asking me like, hey, so where are you living now? And I was like, well, right now I'm living here like for the next <laughs> month. <laughs> but like, I don't know where I'll be next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that was pretty cool. Like kind of like, I don't know, dealing with uncertainty, uncertainty that a lot of people don't like. Uh, that was kind of fun, <laughs> uh, but a little stressful at times. But yeah, it was it was really fun. And and how was the experience in the the Mind Valley and uh, meeting people around this place? How was the experience over there? Oh, that was great! It's crazy because the like the vision, which was the minder, the founder of Mind Valley, he's so right. Like, what's the point of college being only four years and you're with people your same age and everyone is like studying the same thing and then like after four years you stop learning? Like that makes no sense. So like having people coming from like all backgrounds, 
all countries, religions, like there was like such a diverse mix of people. And uh, I don't know, just like feeling safe in an environment of like people you don't know. It was like strange for me at the beginning, but it was like really easy to kind of like settle into. And it was fun. It was like there was always something to do. It was kind of overwhelming <laughs> because you were like learning a lot of information on personal development and business and like all these topics. For me, I, I was not very into like things that people call like woo-woo stuff, like, I don't know, healing and like all this kind of energy stuff. But I loved it. I was like super <laughs> interested that like all these doors open for me and like a kid in a candy store, like seeing all these things that I've never seen before. So that was really cool, just like allowing myself to learn new things and like, yeah, consider things I've never had before. And people are so nice and like everyone is so different, but yet so similar. It's, I don't know, it's just a great place to be. Wow, that's that's interesting. Now, I think most of your trips, you've been doing it alone, like a solo female traveler, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I quit and I was like by myself most of the time. Uh -huh. but I was like visiting friends sometimes I volunteered and I met people so I was like with them so I was not like 100% like, al like alone but I, I would like the plan was <laughs> just going by myself to the next country and then I would meet people and continue traveling but yeah mainly I uh, was by myself So I'm sure you have that maximum of experience in, in, in doing so, like traveling alone and something like that. So our nomads are also eager to listen to you about how, for example, you can tell us maybe how you started any trip, for example, and if you have more details on how to plan a solo trip, for example, I'm sure out there, there's a lot of people who really want to know how to start. Mm -hmm. So how did you do that? So it depends on where you go. Like right now, I am with a couple of friends. One of them is from another city in Colombia. And one of them is from the States. And we all have like different like traveling personalities. So my friend from like the other Colombian, she's super into planning. So like whenever I'm with someone that loves planning, I just like let go of control. I'm like, if you're going to plan, okay, just tell me how much I need to pay. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, If I don't have to plan, then it's great for me. But if not, I can do it. So like when I'm traveling by myself, what I usually do is like, I don't know, like see if someone can host me where I'm going, if I know somebody there. And uh, because it's always great to see like the locals, I mean, like see their lives. Because usually, I don't know, when you travel by yourself and you stay at hostels, you meet other internationals. So even though you see like the main sites of the city, you're still seeing like the tourist like perspective of it. Whereas if you know a local, it's great because you actually get to see like what they do like on a daily basis and you see like spots that you otherwise wouldn't. So yeah, if you get the chance to see the city from the from a local's perspective, I feel like that's the best that you can do. But if not, what I I mean, what I like to do is like doing a little bit of research, but not too much. I'm not I'm much into research myself, but I just check like the main tourist spots. Like usually I'm not like very religious, so I'm not into like going into churches and like all this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm more into like nature stuff. So I would rather like go hiking than go seeing a main square or whatever. Um, lay out the plants. What I think has helped me a lot is being flexible. So I don't know, like I will have a plan for a day, but if things change, like I don't have to stick to the plan. And like that, I don't know, it's like very, 
um, relaxing, I guess, because if you're like super like sticking to the plan and we have to do this by nine and then by 10 be on this place, blah, blah, blah. It gets, I mean, it can be super stressful. So just like having an idea of like things that you can do, but not like being super eager on like sticking on every, uh, into everything is great because if you go to a coffee place and you love it, you can stay there for hours. So yeah, I think flexibility is something that's super important, uh, when you're traveling. That's very interesting, actually, about flexibility, not really putting too much pressure on just things that might not help you planning better, right? Right. Like everyone have like different traveling personalities, I would call them. So there's people that they want to see everything. Yeah. <laughs> people that want to like hang out in the hostel and drink. There's people that are super into nature. Mm-hmm. So usually like finding people that are similar to you is cool. So you can do things together. And yeah, I feel like that has happened to me. Like whenever you go to hostels or things like that, you find people uh, that have like the same interest and usually people want to go to the same places. Mm-hmm. So you have like someone to go with, which is nicer. So yeah, I think that's cool. Just like being flexible and open to like doing things that you maybe you didn't know existed. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's not (laughs) true only for traveling, but like for life, like there's always so many opportunities that you don't even consider just because you don't know they exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like with travel is the same, just being open to, yeah, new experiences, I guess. Wow, that's cool. Point in effect, you're a woman, right? And then you go (laughs) outside this world. And and I know it's a, I'm sure there is a lot of, People, mostly women out there, are still kind of scared to start their own journey by themselves. So being a solo female traveler, and you've done that. You've been there. <laughs> what can you give as a as a tip or recommendation of things that can help those women out there? Of course, you're already doing it with sharing your experience on your own podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe you can tell our nomads, the, the female that we have in our audience, how they can overcome those fear of just travel as a solo female traveler. Or I hope you get the point right. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I got that a lot. Like when I was traveling um, in some countries, especially like older men were asking me like, hey, where's your man? Like, uh, <laughs> wow, really? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, a lot. I got a lot of that, those questions, especially from older people. So I think it's like a generational thing. Whereas like women were not allowed or were not, I don't know, it was not like well seen like in the society or whatever, like that they would go by themselves. I think here in Colombia, there was like a misconception of like, if a woman is like going by herself, maybe she's like having problems with her marriage or something like that. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's like for newer generations, it's easier for us, but still like people are afraid of security mainly, I guess. I mean, there's different types of fears, right? There's uh-huh. people that have like anxiety of like meeting new people and not knowing if they're gonna like make new friends or things like that. So I would say like just exposing yourself like little by little, it's like a good way to start. Um, maybe I don't know if you're in a big town and like I'm in a big city, you can just go to a town nearby and stay for a night in hostel and see what happens if you like it or not yeah because if you start by i don't know like a month-long trip and then like the first days you find it hard then <laughs> you're gonna hate it but if you start like guess little by little and see if you like it then it's easier to just go on a longer trip and you just try more than once because like you can have a bad experience and then next time would be nice <laughs> so yeah just like give it a chance 
couple times and then see if you like it because like you don't have to like it either i feel like that's also a thing it's so trendy right now to travel the world and travel and like work and be a digital nomad but like not everyone has to like it so like maybe if you don't like it that's fine you can just go traveling with your partner or with your friends on the weekend or once a month and then that's that's okay too yeah that's amazing i just want to know more about that because I'm sure, as I said, there are different kind of fears and going on a solo trip, meeting people, for example, tips that you gave on planning your solo trip, for example, being on a couch surf. Have you, have you ever tried couch surfing, by the way? No, actually I haven't. Like I, w I wanted to, but I never, like you have to plan with time. That's the thing with me. <laughs> okay. I'm not a very good planner. So like I usually only plan like a week ahead or two. And for couch surfing, you need to plan ahead. So that's my issue with it. Like, I can't just decide like, okay, tomorrow I'm leaving <laughs> and I'm staying here. So yeah, I wish I, I mean, I think I would eventually when life goes back to normal <laughs> and nobody knows when that is going to be. But yeah, I would like to do it. But, but yeah, I just usually go with hostels or Airbnbs or friends. Okay. So for example, I'll take the case of a woman who wants to travel and she has have opportunities, for example, um, the cat surfing stuff or the hostels where you, for example, I remember myself being in India where I shared a room with, it was a mixed room. So it's a, it's, it's a thing, um, in hostels. And so. Seeing that woman who has never had this experience of being in the same room with other people and most importantly, for example, a mixed room, if there's not an availability of a room, I mean, mm -hmm. single type of person room, something like that. So there, there's a lot of doubt, confusion, uh, fear or uncertainty in the mind of that person what can you tell that person i think that depends i mean that changes a lot from culture to culture so for i know for some countries like india for example like women being with men in a room that's like not common and like it's not well seen whereas like for europeans it's more normal i think like for me growing up like i went to like a mixed i don't know how to say it, like a school with boys and girls i was never like, afraid of it and i never thought it was like unusual so for me it has always been i guess normal so i i don't mind and uh, when you travel around europe which is Like I was telling you after high school, I did like a trip around Europe and I was traveling with a friend. He's a, he's a guy. We were always like staying in mixed dorms and like nobody thinks that's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> I never like questioned that being a thing. <laughs> uh, but I know for many cultures are, it is. So as you're saying, like there's always the option of having a private room. You can still like hang out with other people and like then have place to yourself. But these places are usually really safe. Like everyone is just in the same plan, wanting to travel and this kind of things. But what I struggle with, honestly, with this type of places is snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep when people snore. So that for me is like the biggest issue <laughs> when I when I share rooms with like people. I've had, I think during the Camino was the worst because when you go to a hostel, <laughs> I think like maximum you get, I don't know, like 12 people in the same room. I think that's the biggest one that I had. But on the Camino, it's like, I don't know, like 20 bunk beds and most people doing it are like older men, like around 60 or plus. <laughs> so they snore terrible. So it's, I don't know, five trucks on for like an entire night. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, if you're going to a hostel, mixed room, like just get some, um, I don't know, like something to cover your ears. I forgot the name, but Earplugs. Yeah, that's crucial. <laughs> Earplugs. Yeah, that's crucial for me. <laughs> Otherwise I'm fine. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't mind. 
other things, but that, oh, I can't stand. Yeah. And I need like a good night's sleep to be in a good mood the next day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's crucial for me. So what would be your three key words for this kind of thing? I can mention, for example, flexibility. What, what can be mm-hmm. asked as a keyword for you? Flexibility, definitely, I think is like the main thing that you need. Even if you travel or not, it's going to be like super helpful. You're going to be less stressed. So <laughs> for everything in your life, flexibility is key. That would be one. Mm-hmm. I guess curiosity is another one. People are very used to sticking to their ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, typical example is an American going to China or Japan or something and just wanting to find McDonald's or KFC, or like all these places <laughs> that they have back at home. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like just try like local stuff and like see how people live and like, I don't know, just like learn about new ways of doing things. Because uh, when you, I don't know, so people, so yeah, many people are like stubborn on keep doing the things their own way. But I feel like the best thing when you travel is that just like learning new ways of doing things, new ways of seeing the world, like new religions, new traditions and all that. And the cool thing about it is that if you like one of those, you can like integrate them into your life. And then if you see someone doing something that you do differently, but you think they do better, you can also do that. So that's really cool. You find things like you didn't even know were possible. (laughs) So that would be a second thing. And let's see a third one. I don't know, just being be okay with being by yourself. Like yeah. that's something that a lot of people struggle with. That's not a single word, but <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I think that's key. Like if you're gonna travel solo, there's definitely gonna be moments where you have to have lunch by yourself, then where you have to take a train by yourself or something like that. And if you're not comfortable being like by yourself, that's gonna be an issue. Wow. Because that's going to happen eventually. So I think I've always like been good with that just because I was like an only child. So I was like pretty comfortable, like just hanging out with myself. So yeah, I've never had a problem with that. But I have friends that they're like, oh, so I had a friend once when I was doing an internship. He would rather not have lunch than just have to go out and sit by himself. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, I mean, like, I think that's that's also like really important. If you're going to like travel by yourself, just get comfortable with being alone. Yeah, that's good. Hey, you know what, Mariana? It's I like the conversation. I like the facts and the content you're bringing in, which is super cool because from an experienced person like you, having seen those many things and then embracing different cultures and different stuff on, on your trips, it's very good and interesting for us. The conversation went too fast that <laughs> the time... Well, yeah. Close, but I think we still have some more time and I really want to ask you some more questions. But basically, start. Um, so we started this journey like leaving your job, which is great job, and then going out there, starting with an experience called the Camino, which is a huge experience so far because you do a lot of walking and a lot of challenges coming in and also... I don't know, meeting people, et cetera, et cetera. Then after that, you have the whole world and then you go out there, you, you try new things and you don't, you're not scared of trying those ones. And I'm sure there's so many lessons that you've been learning from these trips, so many challenges that you had from those trips. And 
we would be glad um, if you can really share the top best lessons that you could learn uh, from those trips um, to help our nomads become ready for their trips. Yeah, of course. So I, I think there are so many. Go for it. Uh, but like Take your time. <laughs> From <laughs> coming from like a Colombian background, I guess we're usually I feel like not very comfortable with asking for favors. So like at the beginning for me, asking people that I didn't know very well if I could stay with them was like getting out of my comfort zone. I was I don't really know them, but like they're from Mind Valley, so they're like definitely really cool. But like <laughs> I feel weird just like asking. And I found like so many people are super comfortable with it and like they just travel to many places and like stay at friends' houses and they don't even have to be really close. So that was like a lesson that I learned that okay, you can I mean people are really friendly and like you don't have to be ashamed of like I don't know, like asking someone to stay at their place. And if they say, no, it's fine. Just like, I guess it has to, I mean, goes back to not being afraid to be rejected or something like that. But yeah, so I started doing that. A lesson that came from that was that at the beginning, I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm like interrupting your day and I'm like staying at your place or like eating your food and all these <laughs> things. But when I actually got to spend time with people that I was staying with, like we traveled around and we just like went to a cafe or like talked in the living room or, or things like that. At the end, when I left, they were like, oh, thank you. Like this conversation that we have, that we had was meaningful for me. And thank you for being here. It was great to have you. And I was like, wow, like I thought you were doing me a favor. And now it seems like me being here actually helped you in some way. <laughs> so, so that was great. Just like saying, okay, I'm not only like annoying people <laughs> and having them take time out of their days to take me around or do something with me. But actually it's like nice for them to have me around. So that, that was really cool. And when I went to India, I think I, you mentioned India before, that was also like a big lesson there. I decided to go. I met some people. I mean, I had a friend there and I met some people that had been there recently and they were like my age, most of them. And when I said, okay, I'll go. And I started talking to my parents, they were like, oh, like we know some people that have been there and they're saying it's not too safe and blah, blah, blah. So they started like asking their friends, like, okay, is it safe for a girl to go by herself to India? And a lot of people were saying to them, like, no, it's not a good idea. Don't do it. Like, just <laughs> tell her not to. And then I realized like it's, I mean, I was not scared at the beginning, but then like after listening to this, I started kind of like getting scared. Mm -hmm. So I feel like and I ended up deciding like I want to go. I usually, I don't know. That time I remember I told my parents like, I don't know, like if you feel it's unsafe, like I'm just going to like make this decision and go. I want to do this. And they were like, okay, just take care. <laughs> but I feel like sometimes it's easy, I guess, for starting to travel solo as well to like break these barriers of like, people around you like not wanting you to get I mean like people wanna uh, want you to be safe right so like it's not like they want to keep you from traveling or, or whatever but sometimes like a lot of these barriers are in people's minds take as an example Colombia like if you heard hear the news you're gonna hear things about uh, drug cartels and yeah. like <laughs> insecurity and like people getting stabbed on the street and like if you only like thought of like that perspective it would be super unsafe to come to Colombia, but like mm -hmm. uh, people have started to come and now they see the other side of the country. They see the beautiful people. They see the amazing food, like nice amazing here as well. Right. Exactly. So like people have a lot of like misconceptions sometimes because of media or like different, I don't know, like sources, um, fake news and Facebook, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 
my advice is always like just go and check it out for yourself like if you really want to go to a place don't let yourself be like imposed by like other people's fears and just go and like see it for yourself so yeah there's a lot of countries where people think no it's super unsafe um something's gonna happen but like i know people that have been too many like quote-unquote unsafe places and they have been entirely fine and they love it so yeah just don't let other people fears stop you Wow, that's really nice. <laughs> Thank you for just sharing that actually. But I love I love I love Colombia. I love Colombia. I love I Bogota and I got some friends also in Medellin, which is a super nice city. I, I think I mostly like um, Medellin more than Bogota. You stay in Bogota, right? I Yeah, I live close to the city, like 10 minutes like uh, going out of the city, which is like up in the mountain. Uh-huh. So I really like it because like, I grew up my like all my life there. Uh-huh. And uh, it's super quiet and like in nature. So whenever I come into the city, it's like, oh, there's traffic. Oh, there's a lot of noise. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean... I usually, like, I was w- talking about this with a friend just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I was telling her, like, she's from another city called Bucaramanga, and yeah, uh, it's yeah. a, small, a smaller city, like, Bogota is huge, like, 8 million people or more, uh-huh. and I was telling her, like, whenever I met foreigners outside of Colombia and they wanted to come, I will tell them, like, don't waste your time in Bogota. There's, like, so many, so many like, cool places to see. Go to Medellin, like you're saying, go to Cartagena. Mm-hmm go to, I don't know, like so like coffee zone, there's like so many places to see. But then like now that she's been here uh, for a couple of weeks uh, and we have been like, I don't know, like going around town like doing several things. I was like, okay, Bogota is kind of cool as well. Like I've never, like I've lived here my entire life, I don't know, for like 18 years. And I never actually go see the main sites. Like when you have things next door, like you always say like, oh, I'll have time for this later, blah, blah, blah. And you never end up like knowing your own city. Yeah. So maybe right now that we're in a pandemic, like people can start there. Go on a free walking tour in your own city or something like that. Wow, cool. So Mariana, uh, this time now is just being yours to promote most of the stuff that you're doing, the activities, and most importantly, for example, the podcast that you're doing. And can you tell our nomad how they can reach you, for example, if they want to know more about your activities? So just go for it yeah so well i don't have a lot of like social media so i would say like my instagram would be my main uh, point of contact it's uh mariana pereira which is my name and my last name and then 94 i guess like yeah i don't post many pictures but most of the ones that i post are about like my travel so i was recently in one of the few like like peaks with snow here in in colombia there's just like three of them because we don't have like um, winter here so i went hiking with a, with my friend and uh it's almost you get to like five thousand meters it's a hard hike <laughs> it's a hard hike but it's totally worth it so if you want to check out those pictures like you can find them on my instagram that's it like i was trying like i was working on a digital marketing program last year but then i decided like that's not what i want to do like i remember always saying like last year that i wanted to No, I mean, 2019, I wanted to become a digital nomad. And I was like, it would be great if I could just become a nomad. Like, I don't like the digital part. I don't like to like being in front of a computer all day long. So if I can just be a nomad and like (laughs) (laughs) not be broke, that would be good. So yeah, right now, (laughs) I think since like the pandemic is kind of like not so bad now, what I have been doing is like traveling within Colombia, which that's also another thing, like going back to like, 
walking tours on your city. Like sometimes when you go abroad and you meet people like foreigners that know your country, sometimes they know the country even better than you. <laughs> so that's kind of like a frustration that I had. People were like, oh, there's this beautiful place. And I was like, I've never been there. So now that's kind of like my plan for this year. Like go to all these beautiful places that we have. Like here, there's so many things to see. So I'm going to be doing that and I guess like posting pictures on Instagram. And yeah, no more than that. Um, I don't have any, like the other projects I would say that I have right now are like trying to do something in the travel industry. So I know a couple of people in like, I mean, they do travel, but like with social impact. So they kind of like want to show Colombia from another perspective where social entrepreneurships are, I don't know, like changing. Anyway, like they're just trying to change the perspective of the neighborhoods, for example. So instead of like violence, now you go and see graffitis or things like that. So there's like a lot of travel companies that focus on this. And I really like that, like travel, like social impact. Um, so I'm trying to get myself into that industry right now. Uh, but of course, it's not great because not many people are traveling. So we'll see. I'm, yeah, just doing many things at the same time. Yeah, traveling with my friends that are here. So yeah, not many... I mean, and my podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be a great idea to, to have it in English as well. I have to convince my mom. She's <laughs> kind of ashamed that her English is not great. I mean, it's really good, but she's like, oh, no, I don't know if I want to <laughs> talk in English and blah, blah, blah. So I have to convince her and then we can start <laughs> the podcast in English as well. Yeah, I'm sure there, there's a lot of people out there who really want to listen to your podcast, but but it's still good to do it, even though it's um it's in one language right now. but then moving on something else that would be so great too you know what i'm just having it's just like a delicacy right now i'm just talking and then exchanging with you having this beautiful content and things that you're sharing for our nomads i'm sure they will have a lot to take from this episode because you you've been such an inspiration <laughs> for yeah you are <laughs> this this is so great this is so great so maybe if you want to say some few words to just close that um no i mean thank you for interviewing me it's always great to to share my experience i get super excited every time i'm talking about <laughs> like my travel experiences so thank you for inviting me and having me and yeah if like someone wants to reach out and i don't know like ask me questions or anything like that i'm happy and don't forget also we we still have this other platform where you can still write or more more of these experience that you already had and as i said your the one that you already shared that um, a great impact on people and people really uh, read it and they really liked it so it's so great and keep sharing your experience on our platform and also will also help um, sharing your platform so that more people there. I'm sure there are some people who speak Spanish around the world who really want to listen to your podcast, not only people yeah. from Southern America, but also maybe from around the world. Thank you for joining our episode today. I'm hoping that everything goes right with you. And then this is the end of our beautiful podcast today. Yay! Well, thank you for having me hey, 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 finished hey my dear nomad hope you enjoyed listening to this episode please visit our website for more stories and experiences and adventures and also please leave a comment or a review that could be grateful we love you take care of yourself and see you on the next episode of african nomad podcast